You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Welcome to Talking Taiwan, a podcast about interesting people who are connected to Taiwan and what they are doing. Visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com, for each episode's show notes and related links. You're going to want to do that after this interview with Peter Lin, a musician, trombone player, and co-founder of Yardbird Entertainment. I recently spoke with Peter about how he's been dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, and he shared a lot of great advice and many resources for musicians. Here's our interview. Welcome to the podcast, Peter. Yeah, thanks, Felicia. This is really awesome. Really glad to be back after uh it's been a while it's been two years right about yeah yeah i'm happy to have you back i'd like to you know get back in touch with you see what you've been doing well first of all how are you doing uh these days you know with the we're in the epicenter of the pandemic with the COVID 19 here in new york city um well you're in jersey but new york city all close proximity how are you doing these days yeah, I think the most important thing is that I'm safe and my family is safe, you know, first and foremost, no doubt about it. Um, but in terms of just like overall how I'm doing during this pandemic, it's kind of a, it could be a mixed response depending on the day. But, you know, for the most part, I feel like I'm in the same boat as everyone else where, you know, I basically lost all of my gigs and performances and teaching opportunities that were kind of funding me month to month. And so I don't even know when a lot of that stuff is going to pop back up. Um, you know, luckily, a lot of people have been moving, a lot of people and organizations have been moving towards a more online remote mm -hmm. space, which allows for a little bit more opportunity for those kind of like new, like live stream kind of things. But um, you know, it's, it's definitely pretty difficult knowing that, you know, a lot of live performances, uh, a lot of those things that not only did I live off of, but, you know, spiritually, right. I was kind of like connected with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just having to go and check mm -hmm. out some live music, you know, go hang mm -hmm. out with friends. I think everyone's feeling the same way. So, um, you know, it's kind of like we're all in the same boat here uh, in this situation. So, but, you know, overall... I think, you know, again, I'm safe, so <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay, you know what I mean? Like, day by day kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's all that we can do until um, we can move into the next phase. I'm curious, like, as a musician, can you talk a little bit more about what's the feeling in terms of performing live versus doing something virtual? Like, you know, we've seen a lot of videos on YouTube of orchestras or choirs, like people in different places remotely performing and then, like, putting all the video together. How is that different from the live events? And have you done something that like that? What would you say? Are the challenges of doing something like that yeah i mean you know first of all i want to just say that it is great that we do have the opportunity with technology nowadays to be able to create something that sounds like a live performance or has the same kind of quality um you know so i i really like doing that kind of stuff um i've always been into just you know working on my computer and learning new programs and learning new skills. Um, however, there is definitely the aspect of being able to communicate with musicians on the mm -hmm. bandstand, especially mm -hmm. in jazz, where you're constantly tuning in to what's happening around you mm -hmm. and you're reacting to, to an environment. And not mm -hmm. only that, you're participating in a community 
that kind of like makes you feel a certain way sometimes that kind of changes your chemistry and you know gives you inspiration so it's it's definitely um something that an element that we all miss you know uh just mm-hmm. not even musicians just as people like going to events i mean come on you know yeah like that's not even going yeah. to, we even know when the next big event really can happen uh where everyone feels comfortable going out and um yeah there's that whole human interaction aspect that definitely um you know makes it something that you just really want to get back to as soon as possible but safely you know yeah, yeah. um but i i think it's really uh in terms of just looking at the online content that is coming out uh i think it's a great way to just at least get people to feel a little bit more sane at home, you know, not just yeah. binge on Netflix and sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's good to know that artists are still doing what they're going to do. And, you know, to be honest, that's what we've been doing for the rest of history. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like um, jazz has ever gotten its due per se, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this is kind of like an interesting time where it's like even less attention, but now the fact that we're all on social media and that we have, basically a global network it's like it's kind of opening new doors too at the same time you know what i mean so trying to look at it uh, from a positive light yeah yeah well i mean it's interesting what you say because um you know we hear a lot about uh people talking about essential workers and this and that and but i think that you know artists and musicians also provide something essential to society also and sometimes we underestimate that or don't value that and a lot of artists and musicians are self-employed and in times like this they may not have a safety net you know we hear about the stimulus package and all this kind of stuff but i mean are musicians or artists like even eligible for those things and what happens to them how are they going to get by yeah, in terms of like just financially how are musicians supporting themselves, there's, there's definitely, especially nowadays, um, there's a number of ways. And the way that you're mentioning is kind of like the relief funds and the grants um, and, you know, government assistance, um, which is all actually stuff that, you know, I personally also have been investigating and applying for myself. Um, and those are always an option, no doubt about it. And I'll go through that list, but I just want to bring up first that there are definitely some interesting ways that musicians have been making some other kind of revenue. Mm-hmm. And um, one, you know, one of the ways is that they do a lot of live streaming and then they put like their Venmo or PayPal kind mm-hmm. of like donation account up while they're live streaming and people have the option to do that um there are some pay-per-view live stream options Mm -hmm. out there online Mm -hmm. that people have been doing um and then the other thing is if you already have kind of like a built-in audience online um if you have enough subscribers on youtube or you have enough people yeah subscribe on twitch or you know any of these platforms where you can actually monetize based off of you know um, ads watched and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, that's also another option. So I've seen some musicians revive their like old accounts, you know, they haven't posted for like a year, but now they're like, okay, this is, you know, something that I need to do, you know? And, uh, but going back to the actual government assistant programs. So there's a couple of things that 
uh, musicians can do right now just as a helpful tip. So there's a, actually a, a Facebook group called the COVID-19 Musician Support Group. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like over 10,000 people are in this group. <laughs> so wow. like if you ever need help as a musician to find out any information about trying to apply for unemployment or you can't like find a certain grant that you heard about, you know, it's, it's kind of like a hive mind when it comes to just information. Mm. And for the most part, it's pretty filtered. You know, there's some moderators and stuff. So it's not like there's any fake information floating around. There. Okay. Um, but it's a good way of getting some support documents. Uh, there's also some links that have like uh, a list of just a ton of different um, relief funds and grants that you can apply for uh, if you have lost any gigs during this time frame, and you're looking to get, you know, have some reimbursement and some security net. Um, so I, I recently just, you know, applied to the New Music USA and mm-hmm. the Solidarity Fund Committee. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I just got the email today. I, you know, uh, they offered me $500 for, you know, oh, like that's a couple great. of missed gigs that I had, wow. which is fantastic. And I yes. totally needed it. Um, so I was really happy to see that, mm-hmm. you know, like, Basically, some of these nonprofits and organizations are taking control, a little bit more control than, you know, the government is right now when it comes yeah. to just getting the relief as fast as possible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I could go into, like, all the different um, requirements <laughs> for some of these things, but it's, sure. it's best to definitely just, if you see something, apply for it. Like, there's no harm in doing mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, read the fine lines, of course, you know, but if your friend says, hey, check this out, don't go like, well, I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to be able to get it. Like, just Mm -hmm. just try, because if you're in need, you know, that's what these organizations are there for. My friend started one Mm -hmm. um, through his organization called the Jazz Exchange. Uh And, you know, they've been um, pushing hard to get the donations. And then, you know, people put in applications and then they, you know, choose to... um, you know, who, who to give it to eventually mm-hmm. the person most in need. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's stuff like that. That's everywhere. great. The Louis Armstrong uh, mm-hmm. organization just okay. put one out, which mm-hmm. was very successful. So mm-hmm. number of places. Oh, great. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, perhaps we can put that in our show notes later. Um, so that people can re- go to refer to those. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about this topic or because I also want to ask you just in general what you've been up to since the last time we spoke. And obviously there may be some things on hold, but maybe you could also do an update of what you've been up to since 2018. For sure. Uh, I guess I'll just add, you know, during this situation, it is important. Uh, I've definitely seen some people get together and live stream like as Mm -hmm. a group and um, even if it fits certain guidelines and whatnot, I think it's more important at this point that we are paying attention to who this virus affects the most. Because, you know, as, as we all know by this point, that this virus affects people 50 and older. And in the jazz community, you know, a lot of our elders are in that age range, you know, even not even our elders, like just people that we play with a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you see all these deaths come in from our community, and it kind of like hurts. It's like, uh, it, sh- it should be kind of a notion at this point, like just, 
you know, just stay home, just wait, we got to wait it out, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know it's really difficult for some people, but, um, you know, it kind of personally affects a lot of people I know, you know, right. when, when these kind of like huge, you know, yeah, yeah, and it's just disproportionately affected African Americans also. That's that correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So you know, it's very it's very important to note that going forward. Right. Yeah. Okay. Stay home. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> stay home. Please, you know, right. as much as you can. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So it's. I think the last time we spoke was it was twenty eighteen. So I wanted yeah. to know what you've been up to since then. Uh, what kind of things have been going on? Obviously, some things are probably on hold. But if you could give us a little update on what what's happened since then. Yeah, sure, definitely. Oh man, it's um, a lot of things has happened since two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with uh, in two thousand nineteen. I released my second record called New Age Old Ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a kind of like a cordless quartet. So mm-hmm. trombone, tenor sax, uh, drums and bass. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a killer group. I really enjoyed playing with. I had a ton of originals that I wrote um, and we were working quite a bit. And so actually the album came with a comic book that oh. I wrote. And then my friend Kelly Lynn, mm-hmm. um, she illustrated. Oh, how so, fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a really fun project. So it comes with the album? Do you buy the album, you get the comic book? Or? Correct. Oh, Correct. great. Yeah, how can both. people get that? Yeah, so uh, I actually have physical copies, which mm-hmm. I originally I, I can mail, but obviously mm-hmm. during this time frame, maybe yeah. not. But digitally, they can purchase it on Bandcamp, which is mm-hmm. that website for independent musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to listen to the album, they can just go on any, like, Spotify, iTunes, you know what I mean? any of those websites and streaming sure. platforms and check it out. New age, old ways by mm-hmm. Peter Lynn. Okay. And um, yeah. So like that was, that was really fun putting together. Uh, I only had one chapter done. So a lot of people are asking, where's the second chapter? <laughs> people listen there, to this. Yeah. Uh, coming? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> it's like with all this time, technically I should, you know, the, the problem with that is that, I didn't realize how much work it was going to be because, you know, I love yeah. anime. I love manga. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, you know, once I actually got into it and did all the storyboarding, I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? I yeah. don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just, wow. <laughs> and, you know, just copying like what other people are doing. Um, and, you know, it's an interesting process, but it's really hard to, to sit down and write yeah. storyboard yeah. and stuff. I just didn't really feel like that was me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. If I if I could get someone else to do it and mm-hmm. like I can give my feedback or whatever, yeah. like, I'm down for that. So anyone listening that's like a writer or something, story, uh-huh. storyboarder, like definitely yeah. reach out to me and uh-huh. then maybe we can see if make it happen. You know, yeah. um, I'm wondering if that first comic book is there a digital version because that might be good to have. Oh yeah, yeah. Version, so right? it's actually uh, it comes with the digital purchase on Bandcamp. Oh okay. So it is a PDF. Oh wonderful. Well. Yeah, and they, all can, they can also buy it off of Kelly Lynn's um, Etsy uh, oh, okay. profile. So okay. it's right on there for okay. her as well, you know. Great. We'll um, be sure to get all the information from you. Great. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, definitely that, that was a fun time, and that definitely took a couple months of just leading and writing. Yeah, and yeah. I was really writing quite a bit. Right. So really got my creative energy out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, this year, um, 
well, if you can count this year as a year, um, <laughs> I don't really count it. You know, 2020 doesn't exist in my yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, well, a but, lot of us wish it didn't exist. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I started my uh, organization, actually, well, I should call it a company. I started my company last year, end, end of last year, with my friend Abel Morales, who's a great uh, saxophone player mm-hmm. that I've played a number of gigs with. Um, we started this company, which originally started as a, an entertainment company. So basically, we would have a roster of musicians that we carefully picked mm-hmm. and then we would send them out to play different kind of gigs, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, corporate or wedding, you know, we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we were filming them mm-hmm. and putting together videos. So I was actually getting familiar with like yeah. some of these programs already. Right? Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were putting that out on our YouTube channel and, you know, just trying to, put ourselves out there as mm-hmm. these entrepreneur, like people who are really obvious, you know, we're jazz musicians yeah. still freelancing and playing and teaching right. all, all that kind of stuff. Right. And but at the same time, we wanted to have a company that kind of gave that kind of expertise of mm-hmm. the music um, as kind of part of the package deal, you know, whenever we would send out musicians mm-hmm. to play. So it was a very interesting idea. And, you know, it definitely, a lot of the gigs picked up over time. Um, but more recently, I've been getting into some different kind of thoughts, I guess, line of thought. Our company, we kind of saw it as like, okay, this is entertainment company, but we kind of didn't want to just be an entertainment company. Uh-huh. Um, we just didn't feel like that was kind of the right path for us, especially as creative people. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to just be stuck in a business mindset. Right. Um, so I actually started getting into different entrepreneur kind of people, especially those that were in the art field. So mm-hmm. there was this one guy that I got really into. His name is Chris Doe. Okay. And, um, yeah, really big influencer on uh, YouTube, but he's the des- designer over in California, huh. and he's done a lot of like corporate design stuff. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. now he's like a, you know, kind of gives all these kind of different talks and you know different pieces of advice on running businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great because you know obviously it's more creative um, versus like one that's more corporate, you know, um, and so. I started to read a lot more and get into different podcasts like the Pat Flynn mm-hmm. podcast, um, right. Smart Passive Income, right. you know. And so like I wanted to kind of rebrand the company as something more than just entertainment. And so we started this other aspect called Jazz Biz 101. Okay. It's a video series on uh, exclusively so far on YouTube where we interview actually other like musicians and mm-hmm. uh, business minded people that want to like take control of their own music business. Mm. And, you know, something that's very rarely talked about mm-hmm. um, just in general. And I feel like it could really benefit the whole community. So, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of those things, how to videos and, oh, great. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been really nice, you know, just slowly building up an audience and letting people know that we do this. Um, and this was before the pandemic. Right. So, you know, we were interviewing people live and we have, you know, we both have cameras and we both have equipment. Oh, so we're like, why not? Yeah. So that, that was kind of, that really helped to just branch out a little bit. Uh, What's your YouTube channel? 
It's called a.、Uh, it's on our Yardbird Entertainment YouTube channel. Okay. And the series is called Jazz Biz One Hundred One. Mm-hmm. And、uh, we're about seven episodes in with a couple how-to videos and stuff.、Mm-hmm. Um, Great. And、uh, yeah, it's definitely like a lot of aspiring musicians.、Right. I think it's kind of like within that age range that it really is really for them, you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, right. Kind of like where I was at when I got out of college, and I, I needed that, like、yeah. you know just to know like what、yeah. do I need to do and、yeah. how does this work? Because they're not going to. Tell you that in school, right? Right. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, they're just、yeah. teaching you how to play for you know. Sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was. It's it's been an interesting project so far. And、hmm. any、uh, plans to turn that into a podcast? Possibly. You know, it it's definitely in that format, and、mm-hmm. so、uh, that is that might be a plan. I know podcasts are in right now. Yeah. <laughs> hit yeah. hit right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is why I hear. Yeah. So、uh, yeah. I mean, I was listening to a ton of podcasts when I was driving. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not driving. It's like、uh, right. Okay. <laughs>、uh, but yeah, like it's definitely in that. Realm already, so we're definitely trying to branch out eventually. Okay,、um, great. And、uh, more recently, now getting to the more pandemic stuff,、uh, uh-huh. you know, obviously a lot of the live gigs are gone, so our more like booking gigs is kind of yeah taking a side right now.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, what we're really focusing on is actually remote music video productions. So we actually develop like a lot of material. And proposals that、um, are pretty much ready to go out to different arts organizations who I know are kind of suffering right now due to the fact that a lot of them have not accounted for a big online presence.、Uh-huh. You know, a lot of these arts organizations. You know, I mean, it's only natural. You know, this music is very live. You know, yeah, as person to person. But now that everyone's online. It's like well, a lot of people don't have the capabilities to make a really nice video、mm-hmm. and to put、mm-hmm. together these ensemble videos you've been、mm-hmm. seeing. You know,、mm-hmm. like、mm-hmm. um, so I've actually been learning Logic really、wow. like a lot, watching a ton、mm-hmm. of tutorials.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Final Cut Pro for the videos. Wow, nice! And so I've just been getting better at these programs yeah, and yeah. writing music、uh, actually for it. You know what I mean?、Mm. Um, so I'm I'm working on some stuff right now. Uh, you know, right before I was <laughs> got into this interview, I was working on some、uh, four trombone stuff. I just record,、wow. you know, by myself and、mm-hmm. these different parts and write music for it. So、mm-hmm. it's、mm-hmm. been like really good.、Um, and actually, we've been working with some big organizations like Jazz House Kids and、Wonderful. the National Jazz Museum of Harlem to、mm-hmm. kind of do some of their videos and some of the remote live. Uh, stream productions. Wow. So yeah, like you know, fortunately, we really, well, unfortunately, we really were kind of pinholed into the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. like I can only teach a couple lessons per week, and not all my yeah, students the、right. virtual lessons. Right. Um. So now it's like, uh, we have these programs, we have cameras, we we have the lights at home, like. We gotta make the most out of it. So,、uh, right. my friend was in a tough, tough position too. You know, we,、mm-hmm. we both were just like, I don't、mm-hmm. know what we're going to do in the month. Wow. So,、um, you know, this has been a very saving grace kind of transition、mm-hmm. that we made、mm-hmm. uh, with the company. And but you know, obviously, once everything's back up, we're going to do as much as we can on all those different、uh, aspects.、Mm-hmm. You know, try to cover as much ground, but. Right now, that's you know we've been offering that service, and actually, our latest video was a、uh, the Taiwanese song、mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, wife and like it's uh i that was actually done all remotely where everyone recorded oh. you know mm-hmm. by themselves and then we mix it all together and try mm-hmm. to make it sound nice with mm-hmm. all the video stuff mm-hmm. so people can go see that on our youtube channel or on my facebook page um and yeah like it got a lot of good reception so oh, we're just going to continue in that realm that's great yeah great how you're trying to find new opportunities um in this time and uh, to meet the needs of other organizations or groups that need your services yeah 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 i definitely don't want to like make it seem like i'm taking advantage of the situation you know no i forget what they call that uh we're <laughs> like a catastrophe oh, being opportunistic or something yeah yeah exactly like it's just no i it's it's not like that at all in fact it's um it's more on the helpful end of the spectrum because um we definitely don't you know we're kind of not underpricing our services but we're trying to make it so that um, people have the ability to be able to have these nice videos at a reasonable price you know Mm -hmm. um and we just really feel that way because as as a jazz community like it's really it's always tight-knit but yeah. especially now when everyone's in need, it's especially needs to be more so um, just to keep everything together and fluid. Um, you know, a lot of clubs are going to be closing. That's for sure. I mean, a couple already are, have their kind of GoFundMes up there. Mm. And, you know, it's yeah. unfortunate, you know what I mean? Cause like they were already struggling. Month yeah. month, and now it's like mm-hmm. just exasperated situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, any way that we can start live streaming and getting like some of those, uh, you know, having like a mobile live stream uh-huh. uh, kind of pay-per-view hmm. uh, situation. We were mm-hmm. actually thinking about that where hmm. we would go to the club and then set up the cameras. Oh, wow. And make sure they have good Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, just, interesting. Yeah, and have people pay for the stream. You know, that way you don't actually need people to be in the club. Right. You know? Um and you could probably cut a lot of costs that way. So, yeah, yeah, you definitely have to have a good Wi-Fi connection. I um, have done some events where we tried to do um, Facebook Live from certain venues, and you'd be surprised. Like the if the internet connection doesn't work, then you're done. <laughs> doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, definitely. I think it yeah. re- would require a investment from um, you know the owners of these clubs mm-hmm. to up their internet, you know, mm-hmm. connection because mm-hmm. that that's really going to be important going forward and plus you get global reach i mean if yeah uh, if the production company goes like really well and has a wide reach mm-hmm. then no matter where you're going which club they all get the same people watching mm-hmm. you know so i, I was thinking mm-hmm. about that you know just as a side note just for the future i think it would be really great for yeah, that, clubs to adopt that yeah know? that's interesting and then it lives on after it's recorded right Exactly. You yeah. have an archive. You could, mm-hmm. you know, monetize the archive so that the musicians get paid evenly. Smalls mm-hmm. does that. Smalls Jazz Club. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so they just started their foundation, actually. Oh, wonderful. So, and uh, I believe they, yeah, they've been getting quite a number of generous donations. So um, wow. it's really good it's to great. hear yeah. little things, you know. Yeah, so maybe there is some silver lining for businesses to think about a different way of doing business and of generating income. And fortunately, we have the internet and technology so that we can widen our base. And so that, as you said, it's a global thing and you could have fans or supporters all around the world. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, 
you know, it's a new frontier there. And I mean, we've been able to do it for like the past 10 years pretty well, you know, decently. I think it's just because uh, in our current situation, a lot of people have to focus on it, that there's a lot more attention to companies that do live stream. And then those companies have to up their game mm-hmm. so that it's, you know, more uh, high quality and that's easier to use, right? Like Zoom, for example, like, you know, yep. I'm sure before there's this, they're like, oh, we'll just continue doing what we're doing. But obviously in this situation, you got to be like, all right, we got to make some improvements here and there. Although I've heard some things I'm not even going to go. Well, we're using Zoom right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not going to say anything, but <laughs> I love Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's not like they're the sponsor of this podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just so great. And I think very inspirational to hear how you're reinventing yourself. You know, although I do need to recognize, I don't think that's everybody that can do that because, you know, it's hard to learn these new skills and reinvent yourself and kind of start over. And But you've put yourself in a very good position. And hopefully if there are other people listening who are in a similar situation, they may consider what are some other skills or things that they can do to offer different services at this time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I definitely, it's hard for a lot of people to adapt to, especially an online realm where they might have not have the technology or the means to do so before. And um, it's, you know, that's, that's definitely one of the harder, you know, topics to talk about. Like, what do you do then? You know, because um, I, you know, at that point, I would say like definitely reach out to a lot of these organizations and nonprofits and government assistant programs um, that eventually will have to get their act together if mm-hmm. they want people to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and really try to reach out and see what can be done. Cause uh, a lot of these organizations are really taking the lead when it comes to um, just helping out those that really need the help and, it's it's really great to see that you know I definitely see my fair share of just these older musicians who don't are not familiar with any of this stuff and then yeah. um, this one organization I know they send like a remote like live kind of live streaming like package that mm. like you know makes it easy to just turn on and just mm. go and then they pay them you know through the grant money to mm. you know do these performances and that's, mm. I'm like you know. <laughs> like if more people did that, you know, and just found ways to just help their neighbors and, you know, those that yeah, really need it, yeah. it's, it's really makes a huge difference. No doubt yeah. about it. Great. Um, and so how can people who are not musicians or artists or general public, what can they do to support artists and musicians? Yeah, I think there's, you know, the obvious one is definitely uh, donations, monetary donations to some of these relief funds that are out there. And there's a ton. So um, I don't want to like, you know, say which ones you should or shouldn't give to. For the most part, all of them are doing the best they can. And I've known that they've given the money out. You know, it's not like they're doing anything bad or anything. But mm-hmm. um so the monetary donations is really important right now just to keep things afloat. But I think just going forward, it's almost like you don't know what you lost until it's gone. Yeah. You know? And the thing about music is that it's, especially 
in the past what number of years it's like uh it hasn't really gotten you know just in general just the arts has always been neglected always last mm-hmm. one so mm-hmm. i think this situation exacerbate exacerbates things it doesn't like necessarily mean that the virus destroyed the arts i mean like you know it it does but at the same time it's kind of just a reflection of how society treats the arts in the first place and so like my suggestion going forward is to actually go and make a commitment once everything's back up to like go and attend a live concert go mm-hmm. attend a live play or mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm saying like yeah. go to an art gallery i mean these things are just going to be super important when we mm-hmm. all get back to mm-hmm. it because if we donate now and just go like well i helped out and then you know not have that same kind of love when we go back into the world mm-hmm. um i i don't think that's really helpful <laughs> you know yeah. to be honest like mm-hmm. i would rather just be like you know what we'll just <laughs> find a way to make this work but um yeah that that's that's really my honest suggestion mm-hmm. like it's, it's really and reach out actually reach out to the artists that you know give them a call yeah because a lot of times they're by themselves and situations that's not so great and just having that someone there and knowing that they're appreciated um that you'll you know share their work too that's the other thing mm-hmm. like it's so easy to just hit that share button of mm-hmm. things that you like and just yeah just do it because i mean that makes a huge mm-hmm. difference in a musician's life right now where yeah I mean, they've already been unappreciated and then on mm-hmm. top of that like mm-hmm. now it's like well now they're by themselves and putting out this content and then like no one cares and it's like yeah oh you know <laughs> it's not it's not a very positive thing so if you can just keep sharing what you love to see what you love to hear and uh, that just helps to generate this kind of like community around the arts that needs to happen um, regardless of the situation, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so important to reach out to people. People are often isolated or they are in need of help and you just don't know, you know, and some people are not sure how to get the help that they need. So it's good for us to look in on each other. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think, you know, when it comes to this question, like, how can we help? You know, it's a little hard to be like, well, we can directly help. Yeah. People. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times it's going to be like giving to an organization you trust mm-hmm. is going to do the right mm-hmm. thing. And, um, but you know, it's like, you know, they're, they're, I would say the top 10 organizations that are helping out musicians have been doing quite a great job of giving out those grants that's good to know in on people you know yeah so I, I trust i trust the process you know is what i'm saying oh, good that's good to hear it's good to know because yeah, i usually don't <laughs> just as a you know skeptical yeah person, i'm like oh yeah. really but no it's like it's really happening so um definitely give what you can um even if it's just a small amount you know every every little bit counts Okay, wonderful. So uh, do you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to share? Well, this is Talking Taiwan podcast. So if I could just say something about the (laughs) Taiwanese American experience right now. Sure. Um, So I'll just, you know, my thing now is there's definitely a huge spike when it comes to discrimination against Asian Americans and uh, due to this certain someone that we all know, you know, Mm -hmm. saying really stupid things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think the most important thing as 
Taiwanese Americans right now is that we show the solidarity. Um, you know, obviously we can get back to whatever <laughs> we were talking about before, but I think like, you know, especially now here in America, you know, I'm just talking about specifically here right. in America. Um, you know, it's very important to show solidarity with the other Asian Americans as much as possible. And um, if there's any way that we can all help out each other, I think that's going to be really positive and um, really going to help out a lot of the situation. Um, and then the other thing is just like, uh, you know, also show solidarity with other groups of people as well. It's not just Asian Americans, you know, uh, because it's, it's just going to be very important when we all get back to whatever we were doing before that we show up you know, for other people as well, not mm -hmm. just showing up for ourselves, you know? Right. Yeah. So right. that's my two cents on that. Right. Yeah. No, unfortunately, so often happens at this time with COVID-19, there's been more reports of hate crimes towards Asians or right. Chinese Americans. And this happened so many times in the past with different groups. So yeah, it's, it's a good point that you bring up there. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of people can't tell the difference between Chinese and Taiwanese and right, right. <laughs> right at the Vietnamese, end of the day, America, Japanese, you know? whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, so it's it's going to be like you know. Uh, yeah, I'm after nine eleven, you know, a lot of people who are perceived to be um, Muslim, you know, were also yeah, faced a lot right. of discrimination. So we've seen this historically, unfortunately. Yeah, no doubt about it. So any way to help, that's definitely like a positive thing for everyone all right all right yeah okay great well i want to thank you so much for um taking the time of your schedule to be back on the talking Tom podcast and wishing you uh the best uh take care and be safe to you and your family yeah thanks so much felicia it's been a really a pleasure to talk to you and be on this podcast and i definitely suggest people checking this out especially now that they have time you know, at home. <laughs> definitely check out the podcast. Yes. And, um, yeah, because, uh, you know, you're up to great things. So I know you're going to definitely make it happen. So Thank you, Peter. I've been speaking with Peter Lin, a musician, trombone player, and co-founder of Yardward Entertainment. If you'd like to know more about Peter, we'll share links to Peter's website and social media handles, and also to Peter's company, Yardbird Entertainment. Be sure to check out their YouTube channel, there you'll find great how-to videos for musicians, especially jazz musicians who are just starting out. All of this and the many, many links to great resources mentioned by Peter in our interview will be on our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Talking Taiwan, please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.